Hi there. Welcome to episode six of Notes from John with the Babble from Bonn. They say there's a tree in the forest, a tree that will give you a sign. Come along with me to the sweetheart tree. Come and carve your name next to mine. All right. Come and carve your name next to mine. People have said, did you ever carve your names together in a tree? I said, no. But I wanted to carve my name into his wooden prosthetic so that every time he put his leg on, he would see my initials and think of me during the day. But that really wasn't possible either because he, his leg wasn't wood, it was made of fiberglass, so that wouldn't have worked. But I'm tonight here going to talk to you about what my life was like with Grandpa and your dad as an amputee. It's directed to our children and grandchildren for that reason, about how I shared my life with their dad and grandpa. So here goes. You know, we've all heard the phrase, wow, I missed out in that compartment, or they missed me when those cards were dealt out. Well, of course, no one is perfect. Everyone I know is missing something, whether it be a character flaw, a talent, a skill, or even a body part. When I first met your dad, your grandpa, was at Clayton Junior High School. I was in the audience, and it was John Jepson Day. They brought him out on the stage, and they told us what had happened, that he was a cancer survivor, and he was trying to um, have funds, uh, obtain funds for a prosthetic leg. They are so expensive, those legs. I had no idea until we've started having to purchase them ourselves. But they are expensive, and I looked at him and I thought, oh, that poor young man, he only has one leg. And I felt really bad. I even contributed 25 cents to the fund, thinking that would help. Not really, but I felt bad. And then that's the last I heard from him, because he went on a mission, and I was went on to finish um, my, senior, my, my, my high school years. And then when, I, when he returned home from his mission, I went to an officer-teacher party, it was called, with my mother, who was a widow. She wanted me to come and, and go with her, so I did. And after the dinner, they had a speaker coming, and they said, oh, you don't want to miss the speaker because he's such a great speaker, and he'll sing on his guitar. So I thought, okay, Mom, I'll stay with you. So I did. I sat there, and I listened to him. And the more I listened to him, the more I felt the depth of his testimony and the love for the Lord was something unique for, to me. It just really touched my heart. And then when he sang his guitar, I was just enamored. I was like those girls that woo over those singers on the stage. I just thought, whoa, he is, he is so good. Because I miss out on that card when I want to sing. I sing a little bit 
I could listen to Grandpa singing all day long. And over the many months where I would see him occasionally speak or sing, one day he came to our sacrament meeting, and I saw him again, and we kind of made eye connections, and he asked me out after that sacrament meeting, and I was excited. But I thought, wow, I've never been around someone really who is missing a leg. And I thought it would be interesting. Plus, he was cute, and I did want to date him. So we started dating. And the more I was with him, the more I realized the kind of person he was. He was very kind. And I realized just who he was and what was important. I think missing his leg and experiencing all of the emotions that go with that helped him be more sensitive to others' well-being and, and, and thought about them more and, and brought about a humility within him. It helped me to realize what's really important and to be more insensitive to others' needs as well. Now, the more we dated, the more I realized that I was enjoying being with him more and more. He had a great sense of humor. He was very witty. He can tease, laugh, and he knows how to have fun. And what I was impressed with was that he wasn't moody and he wasn't depressed about his leg. Or at least, or at least he didn't show it. I'm sure there were times when he had his own little pity parties, but... When he was out in public and around me, he never showed how, di how disappointed and discouraged he was that he only had one leg. Now, most people think he's quiet, and he can be, but you put him on a youth football, put him in, or have him watch a youth football game, and he becomes a different, he has a different personality. I was actually quite shocked. I thought, who is this guy? And even though he couldn't play football, which was his whole life, he loved running and playing sports, especially football. And But even though he couldn't do that anymore, he still enjoys games and being part of it and enjoying, enjoying just being around athletics and sports. And I like that about him. We still, he was still able to enjoy life and um, had a great sense of humor. And he just loved life, grateful that he was given a second chance. Now that's when I feel real disappointed occasionally because your dad and your grandpa loves athletics so much and he still attempts to play football or basketball or any sports that he can, but I know it's frustrating for him because he can't move like he wants to and he, feel, he feels awkward and he doesn't like being a distraction or the center of attention. And sometimes we laugh sometimes because when there are teams and we know deep down inside when Grandpa is on a team, it might be a little he might be a little bit of a handicap for them. But I've appreciated all my grandchildren and my children and how they include him in everything possible, even though they know he might miss a ball or not make a point. It's okay. Other things are more important. And as has been mentioned in the other episodes. That Grandpa is pretty quiet. He has a quiet way about him. He never does complain. I know he'd been in severe pain at times, but he always tries to never let on that he's in pain, and I'd, I admire that about that. It's amazing to me because I'm the biggest baby when it comes to pain, and he's taught me a lot about dealing with pain and to be brave. He's always been brave and courageous. When Grandpa and I were dating... I could see that I was falling in love with him 
And I thought about marrying a man with one leg and what that would mean for me and my children, our children, I should say. What were the limitations? What would we miss out on? Now, I knew we wouldn't be ice skating or roller skating for sure, and a long hike would be difficult. And he wouldn't be able to chase me around the house or catch me, for that matter, because I'm pretty fast. Not really. He would catch me in a minute. But I'd like to tease him about that. And our children might have uh, be limited, might be limited with certain activities. And they were. I have often felt like I should have picked up the ball a little bit and taken them snow skiing more, ice skating, roller skating, doing things that were a little bit harder for him. But I always wanted to be together as a family, and there were other things we could do, which we tried to do. Boating, we went boating, water skiing, um, dancing, camping. We tried to do other things that we could we, that could include all the family. Now, I know dancing was frustrating for him, but he knows I love dancing, and so he would help try, or he would try to, to dance with me, even though he felt awkward. But he did. He tried basketball, and he would still play football and tennis, and do he can do just about anything, really. Maybe not as good as some, but really, what does it matter? He's alive, and we have him. And we adjusted, and we did the best we could. There's a story of a little um, that I've always loved, and I've related it to John, your grandpa, and myself. It's called The Tin Soldier. I'm just going to read parts of it to you because it's one of my favorite. Once upon a time, there was a little boy who had a lot of toys. He spent many happy hours playing with them. One of his favorite games was the battle within the tin, with the tin soldiers. One of the soldiers, however, had just one leg. The boy always placed this little soldier in the front lines, encouraging him to be the bravest of all the tin soldiers. The child did not know that at night the toys became animated and talked amongst themselves. And it often happened that when lining up the soldiers after playing with them, the little boy would forget about the little tin soldiers without a leg and would leave him with all the other toys. Well, that is how the little tin soldiers got to know and talk to a pretty tin ballerina who liked to dance. The two of them became great friends, and pretty soon the little soldier fell in love with the ballerina, but he could never find the courage to declare his love for her. When the child played with the soldiers and placed him in the front lines, the little soldier hoped that the ballerina would notice how brave he was. One night, the jack-in-the-box, who liked to make fun of the little soldier, said to him, Hey, you, don't look at the ballerina like that. You only have one leg. But the kind ballerina always cheered him up. Don't listen to him. He's jealous. I'm very happy to talk to you, she said. The two little tin figurines were both too shy to speak of their love. And one day they got separated, and the boy picked up the tin soldier and placed him on the window sill. You stay there and watch for the enemy. Then the boy played inside with the other soldiers. Later, a sudden storm came up and a strong wind shook the windows. The little soldier fell head first off the windowsill and his bayonet stuck into the ground. And it kept raining very hard and pretty soon there were big puddles everywhere. And the little soldier was lost. Well, he went through many trials as the story goes on. He fell into the gutter. He went along the gutter. 
after the puddles got a little bigger and we went down the the gutter in a puddle and then to a little lake a little stream and all of a sudden a big fish swallowed him up the little tin soldier realized his end was near and all of a sudden this fish was caught and he was able to um, where's my thing oh and the fish ended up in this big basket and was taken to the market meanwhile a cook was on her way to the market she worked in the very same house where the little soldier used to live this fish will be perfect for tonight's dinner and she opened it up and there was this little soldier with one leg the little boy ran up and said that's my soldier I've been wondering where he was and so he put this little soldier with one leg up next to the little ballerina who loved to dance. One day, a sudden gust of wind knocked over the ballerina and she fell into the fireplace. When the little soldier saw his friend fall, he was very frightened. Fire is the greatest enemy of tin figurines because it melts the metals. Rocking back and forth on his one leg, the little soldier tried to move the metal base under his foot and held him in place. He kept trying to move until he fell into the fire as well. The two figurines were reunited in their misfortune. They were so close to each other now that their metal bases began melting together. Strangely, the two metal bases molded into the shape of a heart. So ever since then, the soldier and the ballerina were happily joined together forever on their common base shaped like a heart. This little one-legged tin soldier was very brave and that's how I felt all along if I was ever into trouble grandpa would come and rescue me whenever he could he was always so brave in um, what he was about doing and was very courageous and I love him for that because I was supposed to marry John Jepson we were to be melted together at the, our base I was to be his helpmate, his friend, his nurse, his lover, his companion, and even his legs at time. Now people would say, well, were you not worried that he would get cancer again? Well, it entered my mind, but I always had a peace that everything would be okay. I love the quote that I have that says, no one is promised a tomorrow, so enjoy everything today offers. And that is what we try to do or at least try to do. I try to appreciate every day and moment for tomorrow can change so easily as you, my family, all know. Yes, I was supposed to marry Grandpa and your dad, but there are some other issues that I was concerned about because of his one leg. I worried when he was on his leg too long because he would get sores and they were painful. He couldn't walk very far, so that's why hikes were never quite in the, the picture. But he would walk as long as he could, and then we'd turn around and walk back. But their legs nowadays are made so much better than they used to be that he can do a lot more, and we're so grateful for modern technology and how they've helped the veterans have better legs as well. And I wanted to keep him comfortable. I rub, would love, rub his leg or his foot when it, when it would take so much abuse during the day to hope it would feel better. And the worst part are his phantom pains. They have been so hard to deal with at times and 
We have all felt so helpless, haven't we, when we've tried to help him ease his pain. And our children have been so great to try and find ways to help alleviate that with all the little things that they found. And they'd say, try this or try that to try to help his leg feel better. Now he does have a little limp. And I don't know if I will know his walk in the hereafter, but it's never bothered me. I know it bothers him that he doesn't walk as well as he would like to. I hope I can recognize him when he walk when he's walking around after the resurrection. Haha, <laughs> maybe I won't. He'll walk right past me and I won't even know it's him because I don't I don't know his walk. I just know it with a little limp. Have I been embarrassed about his leg? Not really. Um, it's a little awkward at first, but I'm so used to most everything now that it just doesn't matter. And as, as we all know, as life goes by, we truly see what's really important. And so I, um, I'm just grateful that he can walk with a prosthetic leg and he can feel some normalcy in his life. We've all been so blessed because we've been able to have him with us. Now, the, at the airport, now that's a little bit uh, uh, difficult because the security is a little awkward. We always have to go early, and we um, he has to go through the line with the uh, wand. And they go through it, and they, you know, he beeps like no other because of his leg. And, and so everyone watches him and looks over him that he's maybe he's done something wrong, and they take all the tests on his leg, and sometimes he've even had to go in the back room and drop his pants to show that he, he does have an artificial leg. But he's always grateful that the security was there to keep the other passengers safe, so he, was, uh, he adjusted to that. Now, th this is a f something that I missed out on in my personality, is that I love to see people fall. I know that's terrible. I didn't. I missed out on that card of being sensitive when people fall, but it's so funny to me, especially when they do a scorpion and their legs go back up over their head, and I laugh when I fall, because it's it's amusing to me because I know how funny I look. I know people get hurt, and so that's not the best part. But when your dad and grandpa falls, sometimes it's so graceful, and other times it just wipes out so badly, and I feel bad. But he looks so dang funny that we all start laughing. Of course. He's not laughing, but and I'm trying not to laugh, but deep down inside, he just he just looks amusing. So I've been trying to work on that. However, when it does come to the ice and snow, it's a different story. We are so careful when he walks to avoid slipping, for that is never good. Walking on ice, he has no idea. He can't feel the ground, and so he's taken some pretty brutal falls. And so I'm so always so grateful that uh, the kids have cleared the, the walkways and the driveway so that we wouldn't have worry about him falling. Now the ocean again is also hilarious for him. He loves to boogie board and he loves those ocean waves. He goes out there and, and he comes in on those boogie boards. It's like he's got a little bit of freedom and he can go fast. But he has, we help him get to the water's edge on his crutches, but then he has to hop into the water from there on, and, and we try to help him. Like I said, we try to be his legs as much as possible, but sometimes 
he's just on his own. And when the waves come up and just knock him over, he's just kind of, again, like a rag doll with his arms and one leg flailing. And it's kind of amusing to me, but I, I guess that's not very nice. I don't like to see him hop without his crutches because that takes effort. He does very well, but we um, always try to have his crutches around to be, or try to be his legs, as has been mentioned many times when your parents have talked about Grandpa. Um, and one little aspect of his crutches are that when they fall, where he has placed them, inevitably they put a hole in the wall or a mark or a scratch. Ugh. And it's sometimes pretty brutal. But that's fixable. And I love that saying, that can be fixed, but a loss of life cannot. So we just occasionally go and use the putty and putty up all the marks and holes and then we paint over. So that's all right as well. And like I said, I love to dance and he will attempt to dance with me because he knows I love it. Um, I try not to make him, however, because I know it's uncomfortable when he thinks he looks awkward. So sometimes he just stands there and I dance around him. But um, he's a good sport and he'll dance with me when he can. I remember him telling me how sad he was that he couldn't run fast to get to our Nathan when he was in anaphylactic shock to help him. That was devastating to him, and it was a sad day for us. But I was comforted to know that Grandpa, your dad, was with him to help him as much as he could. I love Grandpa. I love your dad. Even with his one leg, He's amazing. He has such upper, great upper body strength. He's so strong. He's masculine and he's manly to me, even with one leg. But all in all, we have done and continue to do many things that life has to offer. We travel. We laugh. Go to movies. Sports. We have a very rich and full life, even with one leg. One leg, even if you have one leg, one arm, one eye, one foot, you can still get married, have children, serve in the church, do a variety of activities, and enjoy much of what life has to offer. Being married to a one-legged man has enriched my life in many ways, and I'm so grateful to him for that. Now, of course... I would love to have a husband with two legs, but I was supposed to have this experience with him. One day, I know we will run in the hereafter together. I won't be able to keep up with him, I know. John will take my hand and we will run and run and run. Living with John Jepson, my one-legged husband, well, I love him and I wouldn't miss that for the world. They say if you kiss the right sweetheart, the one you've been waiting for, big blossoms of white will burst into sight. And your love will be true evermore.
That's it for Notes from John. With a babble from Bonn.